Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bob Flounders and Dave Jones with the blue-white breakdown. A lovely late Thursday morning. Penn State, Michigan State, Saturday at Beaver Stadium. Dave, senior day. More importantly, you know what I'm going to say. The land-grant trophies at stake. Your thoughts? Pat Boland, to you, buddy. Yep. You know what I think has happened? You know, we used to joke about the land-grant trophy, that we were the only ones that appreciated it. And now it's become like a cult classic, hasn't it? Yep. It, it's, it's spread everywhere. Yes. It's it became so ugly that it became chic. It's like kitschy chic. It's maybe the largest trophy in sports, or one of them. It's got yeah. Well, you saw the thing that Bud Tallman said about it when I did that story a few years ago. I asked him how to how <laughs> he really hated that thing. The former Penn State athletic yeah. director, because you had to you had to yank it around everywhere. And he, I said, how much do you think it weighs? Oh God, it's got to weigh it's got to weigh forty pounds. <laughs> And I asked George Perlis if he ever lifted it, you know, because he created it. And he, he said, he said, tried to. <laughs> the Land Grant Trophy is awarded every year to the winner of the Penn State-Michigan State game. And uh, Penn State owns it after what they did last year in East Lansing, 28-7 in the rain. Dave, I should just say real quick, Pat Bolin. Longtime former Penn State beat guy, great guy uh, to be around. Everyone loved Pat, no longer with us, but great sense of humor. And he had a lot to do with a lot of the funny things we still talk about to this day. Well, yeah. I mean, he was the first one that really said what we were all thinking that who thought up this? <laughs> who thought up this thing? And, uh, yeah, I went and found out who, who thought it up. But then I got all these stories from, from people who had to uh, carry it around. I mean, you had, to, you had to carry it. They put it in the giant <laughs> tractor trailer with the Penn State equipment. And they were always forgetting it, always, always. The, it was the last thing anyone had wanted to go get. And then when the, they, <laughs> Bud said, does anyone have a land grant trophy when they're, <laughs> they're getting ready to pull away? And invariably, he said they hadn't engraved the last game on the plaque so they had to wait and send it out to be engraved <laughs> and then jeff nelson told me one year they got it out of the back of the truck and it was like kind of mangled and the little chrome football player had been knocked off uh-huh. and they had to use duct tape i am not kidding to to kind of tape it back on there and then they they colored the duct tape with like black paint and hopes hope no one <laughs> no one noticed Anyway, no. you can't kill it now. I thought they were going to kill it. You can't kill it. No, that's no way to treat a trophy like the, the land grant. Dave, do you get the feeling that Michigan State is running on fumes going into this game and it could get very ugly? Or do you think 2020 has been so crazy? This is the team that beat Northwestern. Anything's possible. And you could see a, a good effort from a Spartans team that got just walloped. 
if, if you need to scratch there, we can wait, you know, if so you, know, you don't even know what you were doing, right? No. You were talking and going like this. I'm a little bit of a scratcher, Dave. It's early in the morning. Or is it, you just think better. It's like Jerry Maguire. upper body scratching, Dave, <laughs> the audience doesn't mind. Think better when you scratch. It's okay. Yeah. Are you running on? I'm, I think of, think of if we were traveling still, we'd be running on fumes. This, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be stressful for all these guys. All they want to do is get home for Christmas. Nobody thinks about this. They want to be able to get home for Christmas without quarantine, right? Right. And they're at the point now, if they get this thing, they're going to have to quarantine during Christmas. Am I wrong about that? It's the 10th. They won't be able to see their folks. So I think everyone's tired of this stupid season, except for Ohio State. And of course, we have to placate Ohio State. We have to give Ohio State what they want. I was going to ask about that a little bit. We have to give them what they want because they'll be going, yeah! They don't get what they want. Them and Nebraska, but of course, Nebraska doesn't need much. You just <laughs> hand them a spoonful of peanut butter and tell them to go away, to go away and they're fine. But but uh, yeah, I think everyone's a little a little tired of this crazy season. Oh, yeah. Indiana and Purdue aren't aren't going off. The, the old Oak and Bucket game's not going off. Yeah, that's the second one. Yeah, Dave, would you say Indiana is the most pleasant surprise of the Big Ten season? Not to me. Not to me. Who? Who said they were going to make a move up in the East? Oh, my God. All right, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Have at it. You know, actually, Zach Osterman talked me out of picking them second in the East. I was going to put them above both Penn State and Michigan, and I only put them ahead of Michigan. I didn't do it. I picked them third, but I always thought they were going to be they, – they they've got a lot of older guys back who had proven themselves – and their defense, their coordinator is up for the Broyles Award. That's mm-hmm. been the shocker to me. Kevin Wilson always had a functional, fun, yeah. uh, interesting offense that could score points, but he never had a defense like this. And it was very hard to put together a defense like this in Indiana. They just didn't have the athletes. These guys don't really have the athletes either. They just they get after you kind of like Northwestern, kind of like those uh, – the Northwestern defense with a bunch of three-star guys and, and in some cases, Wisconsin. I mean, they beat Wisconsin at their own game, did they not? Did you watch that, the 14-6 game? I did not. It's kind of, well, you know, it's a hard watch, very, <laughs> very frankly. <laughs> Northwestern Wisconsin, another hard watch. A lot of hard <laughs> watches for the Big Ten, Dave. I've yeah, been but, watching Penn State football this year. It's kind of a hard watch. No, Penn State's been a lot more interesting than, than some of these games. Wisconsin's always a hard watch. But yeah. Indiana beating Wisconsin was interesting because it was like an alley fight where the guy you don't think is going to win is going to win because he, he, he takes a punch and comes back. And Wisconsin didn't want any more of them. Um, the, the last – Last ditch drive when Graham Mertz got him within uh, 25 yards or so, and then threw into the end zone. You, you keep thinking Wisconsin's going to do it, and they never did it. They scored six points against that defense at home in decent weather. Um, there wasn't any weather problem. Indiana just won the game flat out, straight up. It reminds you kind of of 25 years ago this year, and uh, Gary Barnett's Northwestern Wildcats, who had you talk about a lot of three star guys, Pat Fitzgerald in the middle. The ultimate three-star linebacker, Indiana, Indiana in Northwestern, that would have been a fitting, <laughs> a fitting Big Ten championship game. Even though you know Ohio State's clearly the, the the best team in the league, 
Kudos also to you, Dave, for throwing Zach Osterman under the bus. Just blame him. Wasn't it was I blame him and you for everything. Behind behind your backs, usually. Let's let's swing the conversation towards Penn State. And I think the fan base, I don't know if they're necessarily like eagerly looking forward to this game. So I want (laughs) to I want to say this to you, Dave. I have a I have a little list in my head, in my mind, going into senior day. I have five Penn State players that I've enjoyed watching the most this year. I know I didn't ask you to compile a list, but are there a couple guys off the top of your head that you can say, boy, you know, even though two and five, I've really really enjoyed watching these guys play. And I think either it was a great senior season for them or I'm looking forward to the future watching these guys play for the next couple of years. I have a list. If you get stuck, I, well, okay. they have to, they have to be seniors. No, no, it could just be five. You're the five favorite guys you like watching this play. Well, I thought Antonio Shelton had a pretty good year. If he had a really good game last week. Talk about seniors. He he came on later. Interior defensive linemen never get the credit they deserve. Right when they do great things, a lot of times they don't even make the tackle. I thought he's come on later in the season, and that's also hard for those guys to do. Man, they have such a. If they're really good, they get double teamed. I mean, yeah. what what an existence. What a <laughs> it's not an easy life for those guys. If they don't have to be seniors, I think Joey Porter is a really, really interesting guy, man. Made my list. I mean, good job, Dave. Good oh job. Go ahead. God. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time a, a corner that young came on and you just knew? You knew. I mean, if this was college basketball, yeah. he might be gone at the end of the season. Uh that's how good yeah. right? I mean you Big, could, Ten, Big Ten freshman of the week have everything you said is right, Dave. A physical corner who can run, athletic, can play press man. Dave, you've covered Penn State a little bit longer than I have. When's the last time you've heard, you, you can remember a cornerback at Penn State who not only is, is a very good college player at a young age, but has a chance to be an impact player at the NFL level, not a safety, a corner? Yeah, I can't. I mean, I, I I don't think there is one. No, there there really isn't one. You got to go way back. I mean, I don't know that you can even if you go way back, Dave. I'm, they've had safeties. I don't know that they've had corners. No, I don't. I I think that's probably true. Yeah, you and, think of Alan Zemitis, but in the NFL, no, you know, he didn't. He didn't do anything in the NFL. Yeah, uh, he did. I don't know if it was injuries, but he was a very good college corner. But really, Justin King. You know, a great athlete, but just, you know, not a physical corner, uh, an athletic corner, and really didn't really, I don't think, distinguish himself in the NFL. But this kid, this, you, you would agree, this kid has a, a real shot in the NFL. Yes, absolutely. Because absolutely. he's got the size and the, the twist. He, he can change direction. He can change his body uh, posture and do that at speed. And he can, he can that is a very valuable thing. It's, it's the kind of thing that DB coaches look for. And the size. I mean, he's big enough to, to be an impact corner. So he's going to – I mean, you could rationalize that he could make an NFL roster now, I think, if he was eligible, right? Yeah, I do think physically, though, wait till he physically matures. Right, right. He ends up being like, you know, he'll play at 205, at 6'2". You just don't see many corners like that. Those are the big corners. You know who's going to love him, Dave? Pete Carroll loves big corners. Richard Sherman. Brandon Browner, all those big thumpers. He is a he is an ideal Pete Carroll type of corner. Although he they play a lot of zone, this guy can play man. 
let's let's not ruin it for him. So let's let him let's let him enjoy the next couple of years. Who else do you have on your list? Well, the 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 Legion of Boom is no longer the Legion of Boom yeah. anymore. I mean, they could they could use him. He hasn't really played a full season, but I think Caden Wallace is pretty damn interesting as an right. offensive lineman who can be. He's a lineman who can be a Levi Brown. Dave, your your point is well taken, but I think they have a guy that's closer to Levi, Levi Brown on the other side of the line. But no. you're right about you're right about Caden Wallace. But I would say Rasheed Walker, who made my list, is a little bit further ahead, only because he's had a he's little old. bit more time yeah. at Penn State. Yeah. They're both really good players. So. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I I think Rasheed Walker this year. I think, you know, the offensive line's been dogged a lot, but I've watched him, and there's a lot of plays where he embarrasses the player in front of him. Um, he's a very good player. Caden Wallace is starting to do that as well. Those two tackles, Dave, there are some people that already think Rasheed Walker, if he wanted to leave, because he would be eligible, would go fairly high in the NFL draft. I would love for him to stay another year, because I think he could be a first-round pick in the NFL. And I think Caden Wallace has the body type, the demeanor, the feet to absolutely be that way too. And as the Southern coach would say, he's got a little bit of angry in him. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about Caden Wallace, but I have Rasheed Walker. So let's keep it going. You want to talk about maybe a talk about kids too. How about running backs? How about Kevon Lee? That's it. You got it to another guy on my list. He's the guy. He's one of those guys. You go ahead there. I'm going to do my Woody Hayes. Come ahead. Come ahead, Bob. Come on. <laughs> Fourth on the depth chart, probably to start the year. You know, unfortunately, Jody Brown's career came to an end due to a, a medical issue related to his heart. Thank God they detected it. First series of the year for the offense, Dave, and Noah Kane has a lower leg injury that he can't, he's lost for the year. Devin Ford, the starter much of the year. I know you've, you've liked him, you liked him in the Nebraska game. Kevon Lee is a different kind of runner, I think, than Devin, a bigger guy, makes things happen, doesn't ever really get trapped in the backfield. When they needed that drive at the end of the Rutgers uh, game, when they were pinned on their two-yard line, they put him in the game, and, and there, was no, there, was, there was no secrets as to who was getting the ball. He got it five or six times. They couldn't stop him. Uh, had 95 yards in that game, 134 the week before against Michigan. Just rare to see a, a back that tall anymore uh, in college or, or in the NFL. But he, because he's got a lot, there's a lot of surface area for him to get hit. But he's a big guy. And man, he kind of he kind of runs a little bit straight up too. I mean, he's. Well, oh, I think I think as a general rule, when you're over six foot, and I think you that, look like you are. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's that's just an issue. But boy, he does look like he's going to be a, a big part of the rotation. Do, do you remember? Do you remember Jess Phillips? With the Bengals, do you go back that far? No. What's Bengals? that? Eighteen sixty-seven, Dave. Sixty-nine and seventy. Jess Phillips ran straight up like this. There was nobody like. I thought you were like a connoisseur. You didn't watch the AF. Uh, I thought you were going to tell me about Greg Cook in nineteen sixty-nine. Well, he was nineteen sixty-nine. Yeah, no, nineteen sixty-nine. Yeah, and Virgil Carter replaced him. And what's the thing that you were you would remember about Virgil Carter? What's the unique thing about Virgil Carter? Isn't it Virgil Carter? Virgil Carter, that's what I'm saying. I thought you said Carr. What do I remember about him? There's two things that are very memorable about about a journeyman quarterback from the Bears nobody wanted. 
Well, his his first name was odd. <laughs> don't like Ver- I think you should be Verge. You Let's look like a Verge. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember more about Greg Cook, the injured shoulder. I know. Yeah, he replaced, play, but I don't really remember a lot about. He Verge. replaced a superior quarterback. You could have plugged in any offense. What's unique about Virgil Carter was he was a mutt who really didn't throw the long ball, couldn't throw the long ball very well. So who was the or the offensive coordinator of the Bengals in nineteen seventy? Was it Bill Walsh? It was Bill Walsh. And what did he do with Virgil Carter? He turned it into the West Coast offense. That's right. Correct. That's right. That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. Virgil Carter was the genesis point of the West Coast offense, even though it was in Cincinnati. And they won. They went one and six back when the NFL was a 14 game season and then won their last seven games, made the NFL playoffs at Woo! eight and six, and then got steamrolled by the Baltimore Colts 17 to nothing in Memorial Stadium in the dirt. It was ripped up because the Oriole fans ripped up the turf after beating the Reds. So it was like a double whammy for Cincinnati fans with Baltimore. And that's why I hated that guy with the hat. That did the Orioles, but that guy, I hated that guy. He did the Colts, too. What's that guy's name? I, broadcaster. I, we are going to get back to your Ohio roots in just a second, Dave. <laughs> Two more players I wanted to talk about with you. Parker Washington, the oh, okay. receiver, yeah. and uh, Jason Awe, the defensive end, who, man, you, you look at him on the field and you look at Joe Herman's pictures of him, he doesn't have a lot of mass, but he's 260 pounds. He's just, everything is just pure muscle, Dave. Like, the guy is, is not built like a defensive lineman. He is built like, you know, he's almost built like DJ Metcalf or like a, a just a really big athletic tight end. He's just... And he, but he runs so well. And uh, for a guy that's starting for his first year, I think he's had a pretty good year. But you, you can tell there's some growth uh, ahead for him. How about a guy for the last half of the season, all all last half of 2020, the whole long, season. yeah. So, do you have a guy in mind? Uh, yeah, a defender, because I think I think he's you targeted this guy, and he's really come on the last few games. Three guys that I think that have played better during the recent run would be Mustafer, the defensive tackle, Brandon Smith, the linebacker. That's the one. Jaquan Brisker at safety starting yeah. to play better too. But yeah, Brandon Smith now kind of looks like that big five-star gazelle that can just close on somebody in about two quick strides and turn what looks like a six-yard gain for the other team into either no gain or a loss. He just covers a lot of ground once he makes up his mind. Uh, just a very athletic player. Yeah, you're starting to see him at the at, 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 before you should see him in opposing backfields, and that's what he's supposed to be doing when he wants sudden. to get some more. He can play. be sudden. That's a, yeah. that's that's like a Jay Billis word in college basketball. Sudden. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's also something else that Jay Billis would say. He's long and athletic, and he would say it like that. I I, I think Smith. Did you like it when Brandon Smith tackled Brandon Smith from Iowa? <laughs> I don't think the broadcasters were ready. I don't think anyone appreciated it as much as you did. Of course. Uh, of course. All right, we got about five minutes left on the Penn State breakout. We got to get to your picks. But before I do, Dave, two- are we going to talk about the Spartans at all? Two- we haven't talked about them. 
I mean, I, I, do you think that's what the people want to hear? Do they think they want to know about Rocky Lombardi? <laughs> he's not. I don't think he's going to play. That's the whole uh, point. All right, let's go to our picks, and then we'll just segue into something else. All right. So, I wasn't ready. You're, I, you're, I, I can tell you have a lot of data in front of you, so go well, ahead. you gotta, you got to let me get ready. Take a um, sip of coffee, Dave. No, I, I got enough coffee. I think it's pretty apparent I have enough coffee. Wisconsin at Iowa. What's the line? And it's really moved. Have you taken a look at any of these lines? I have not. I, I'm aware of the Penn State line. I was aware of the Ohio State line before they canceled the game, and I think that's it. This is flipped from one team to the other as the favorite. Well, Iowa's got to be favored. I'll say they're favored by four. They're not. Wisconsin's favored by one what? and a half. Correct. And it flipped from Wisconsin plus three to Wisconsin minus one and a half. And it's at Iowa. I guess it doesn't matter where it's at. I'll take sure. Iowa. Yeah, I think road teams are winning more, aren't they, this year? Yeah, I just think that Iowa – Iowa's patient. They were patient against Illinois. Remember, we thought they were in trouble, and they just kind of grounded them to a, a pulp. So, I think they're a little bit more determined than Wisconsin is this year. That's the kind of game you'll watch, right? They're- I will not watch that game. <laughs> I will not watch that game. Purdue at Indiana is not going to play. Yeah. Uh, this list is incorrect because they're over with <laughs> Michigan State at Penn State, you know what the line is already, right? Yeah, it's right around 14 now. It opened at 13. I I mean, you know. It sounds about right to me. We've been so wrong about Penn State. I think we're going to get this one right. Yeah, everyone's hanging on our picks for Penn State. (laughs) What are we, like two and four? Penn State, they're going to run the ball 50 or more times. They're going to dare Michigan. I know every once in a while Michigan State has some athletes on the defense that can cause problems. I just think Penn State's going to stick to what they do. I think I think Michigan State looks like they can get discouraged early in this game, and I think I think it's just going to be it's just going to be like the last two. I think Penn State's they get a lead early, they're going to be tough to catch. Um, to, I got to win in thirty to thirteen. To your point, their 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 starter all year, Rocky Lombardi, he yeah. got really crunched uh, at Ohio State, a, a really tough hit. I think he might have gotten a concussion. Nobody talks about that stuff anymore. But yeah. he was out for the rest of the game. He got hit in the second quarter. They put in a kid named Peyton Thorne, who actually yeah. looked pretty good. He hit about his first nine passes and looked as good as you can look against Ohio State. Uh, got the ball downfield, hit a long one for a touchdown. Uh, I think he's going to be the starter. And I think there's gonna, they're, they're going to score a few points. But I see it about on the line. I've got it 28-14. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a game as boring as the score, probably. Three and five. You see three and five. I like it. Rutgers at Maryland. Thanks for not playing that game. Are they playing that game? They're not playing that game. It's your Are segment. I, I this this wow. list is wrong. I'm going off a of pregame. Perfect. The pregame's pregame's incorrect. Let's they make can't... picks on games that aren't going to get me played. <laughs> All right, Minnesota at Nebraska. They are playing that. Positive. They're going to play. I think they are. Right. <laughs> Just pick it. Pick the line. I don't know. Nebraska by one. It's ten and a half. (laughs) I'll take the points. Illinois at Northwestern, finally. I think that's it. They are playing that. Yeah, that'll be 20. Rivalry. It'll be 20 to 10 Northwestern. It's 14, so I guess you're taking uh, Illinois. All right. The Illini. All right, right, let's get to a couple things before we wrap this up. Dave, I want to just get your thoughts. You you touched on it at the top of our – Podcast Ohio State five and zero awarded a spot 
in the Big Ten title game with only five games. The Big Ten decided to waive their minimum game requirement of six. They beat Indiana in a close game, heads up, and they're going to play Northwestern a week from Saturday in Indianapolis. Was there any doubt that the Big Ten was going to do this, and do you agree with the decision? Well, when the the old Oak and Bucking game was uh, canceled, the Indiana Purdue game, it, it 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 actually threw the whole thing back to Ohio State. Indiana probably is not going to be able to to play. Well, it, it looks like their 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 pandemic uh, uptick is just beginning. So, I mean, are there any rules this year about anything? Has the Big Ten ever stuck to anything? I mean, what the hell? Is what the hell's the difference? They, they will not revisit a- anything unless they have to and they want to, and then they will do it because these, these they're are the Big Ten. These are the absolute rules, unless we get in a bind. There was no vote. Oh wait, there was a vote. Yeah, That's yeah. right, there was a vote. Go ahead. It's just like they're making it up on, on the fly. Yeah. What it comes down to is who's the best team in the league. Ohio State's the best team in the league. Are they going to beat Northwestern? I see no way they're not going to beat Northwestern. Do you? I mean, I, I guess it's possible. But Northwestern yeah. doesn't have the uh, – it, it all comes down to Peyton Ramsey and if he can play the game of his life. But I don't know that Northwestern's offensive line can protect him. If he can get protection and get the ball down the field, I think Ohio State's secondary is vulnerable. Don't you? I think they are. My sense this year, Dave, with Ohio State is that when they are focused and they want to play, they're real tough to beat. But they – they turn it on and off in a game. Like, even against Penn State, there, there was a stretch where they looked really good, and then the, the second half, they looked like they were a little bored. I don't know that they played a full 60 minutes. Same thing uh, happened with Indiana. All year. Yeah, yeah. same thing what happened with Indiana. They got bored, and it was 35-7, and they, they looked like they um, – but I think there's a difference between being bored and not really being able to play. I don't think that Ohio State secondary is very good. All right. Uh, further, I think they're going to get smoked if if they make it to the college football playoff by whoever they play in the semifinals. That's my prediction because of those guys. I don't think they're very good. I just don't think Northwestern is probably the team that can burn them, so it won't hurt them yet. But it is going to hurt them. All right, all right. So you're picking Penn State by two touchdowns. I think that's I think that sounds about right to me as well. Dave, if we're lucky, fingers crossed, we'll be talking about a ninth game next week. I don't think you and I will talk Saturday after the home game because of technical difficulties at Beaver Stadium with Pickle and I. But isn't it weird that the big – I know they're waiting, but to have to prepare for a ninth game and you don't find out even who you're going to play or where you're going to play until Sunday or Monday of that it's, week. It's like, it's like this thing's being run, run by Robert Stack in Airplane, you know? No wings. That's what they'll be expecting. <laughs> when they pour the, the lights up. State fans over Johnny, the Johnny unplugs the lights. Yeah. Sure. Johnny unplugs the lights on the field. That's it's that's like what we're what we're dealing with. Yeah. Right. Why would you want to tell anybody what to plan for? Aside from this cockamamie plan anyway, are you telling me really that the sixth and seventh place teams are gonna cross over and play <laughs> each other? And why? And what are we doing here? I mean, it, the whole thing is just just stupid. They I will not revisit their decision, Dave. We talked. We talked about this in October. Remember, yeah. before the season started, and yeah. I said, "Wait until we get to December. Yeah. This is not going to make some some teams happy." Maybe just a doubleheader: the four best teams play one versus one, two versus at two. most the top six. You know, three 
three versus three, you cut it off there. But the rest you of the stuff it. is, is imbecilic. I don't know. It's the Dave, it's always a pleasure. Blue White Breakdown, Bob Flounders, Dave Jones. Tell the pup I said hello, and we will be He's in asleep, us. dude. I don't know where he is. Kaiser, he's dead. He played with the neighbor puppy uh, yesterday, and he's 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 lost it. That'll he's take a lot out of you. Someplace. All right. I'll uh, we'll good talk luck. soon. Godspeed. See ya.